1: Rax Inc., and Crossman Air Rifles.
0: Enjoy the show.
1: Hello, and welcome to the BowhunterPlanet.com podcast. It's myself, Dave Thompson, along with Brian Bauer, and we might be joined by Kevin or someone else who's coming in. And uh, tonight we are talking about, well, we don't really know, but that's okay. We are going to probably discuss a couple key things, but before we get started, I do want to have a special thanks to um, Lancaster Archery for sending us a whole bunch of cool promo stuff, including some really cool hats to keep out the show, and uh, a bow life magazine here, or Lancaster Arch Supply Magazine, which is huge. And again, 85,000 products at Lancaster. Very wow. exciting. That's a ton. Dude, they got so much stuff in here. I don't even know where to start.
2: You got Levi on the front. That's cool.
1: Yeah, Levi on the front of this thing. Pretty sweet. Um, but if you don't have this catalog, you definitely want it. And Kevin is blue. Blue's back on. Okay. So um, anyway, I thought it would be fun to talk about Hawaii a little bit, you know, <laughs> hunting out of state. And uh, Kevin, Kevin and I went to Hawaii recently. And um, I thought it'd be fun tonight to talk a little bit about what Kevin learned there about the locals and then, you know, transition that into some fun hunting stuff that I have good topics for. So Kevin, tell us about what you learned about Hawaii hunting.
3: Well, we, uh, when we were just out, we were staying in Kona just outside the city and, uh, we rented a house and the next door neighbor had all kinds of like, uh, target up for archery and all kinds of, uh, like, uh, horns from different sheep that he'd hunted and stuff. So I just happened to talk to him a little bit and say, you know, yeah, how do you, you know, how's hunting in Hawaii? He basically said that they can hunt 365 days a year. Wow. um, Because there's a lot of of animals and things there that are not indigenous to Hawaii, so they can go ahead and hunt them. Wow. And they can hunt goats, they can hunt... um, there's turkeys, there's goats, there's cattle, wild so cattle. So weird. So weird. They, so they wow. have wild cattle. What? Way back when the somebody donated or gave a gift to the king, King Kamehameha the Third or whatever, and they were cattle. And the Hawaiians had no idea what <laughs> to do with cattle, so they just kind of like they like, like ran around. They didn't even pen them up or anything, and they just the population huh? exploded. And they had a couple of. Uh, stampedes through some villages and stuff, <laughs> killed some people and stuff. So they drove them all up into the mountains and wow. they're still there today. That's pretty cool. And uh, he
2: he told me he hasn't bought meat in like five years. It's wow. crazy. Goes out hunting. I never really, honestly, I never really thought Hawaii would be a, a destination for hunting. It's never been like well, a thought of mine.
1: It's yeah. not but really.
3: A lot of people don't know about it. I think they like it that way.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, to be honest though, it would be really rugged hunting. I mean, I took, we, I went for a walk with uh, one of the people we were with, and we, and Kevin went for part of it, but it was basically a five mile downhill that turned into an uphill. You know, when you, on the way back, you have to go up the hill. And uh, here's the thing about like hunting and training, right? Like, I, I mean, we hunt flatland. You know, we're in the Midwest. Right. We're not hunting like Colorado mountains or anything. And, and although I do think that there is a, a place for that for sure, I would suggest that in, Hawaii. If you're hunting the the local the goats, y- if you're not used to going up, like you know, I I walked basically in that five mile stretch. I walked up. It was like eighty nine flights of stairs, pretty much. Oh and God. I really thought I was gonna die. So like, hunting was the <laughs> least thing on my mind. What's the temperature uh, like there? Least. Is it real humid or is no? It... It's perfect. It's just perfect. oh, it's not bad. But it's not the temperature. It's the problem. The sun. I mean, the sun was beating on us. Yeah. But was, there's, there's two two issues here. There's there's that. So and here's the thing. And just to level set with people so they understand, I actually had worked out a lot before this trip, like a lot. Now, when I say workout, there's a couple different – there's strength training, which I did not do, and there's cardio, which is what I did. Mm-hmm. So, cardio-wise, I should have no problem being able to handle this, you know, five miles. But strength-wise, my legs were shaking, you know, because as you're talking uphill muscles that I wasn't trained with or using. So, anyway, so you got that portion, right? It, my point here in the story is it'd be very hard to hunt this landscape, especially with these hills. The other problem is the lava, and they have two types of lava there. And one is, and I'm not talking hot lava, I'm talking hard lava. Oh, okay. I'm talking I'm rocky train. Okay. Rocky, rocky train, and one is called I think aha uh-huh or ah, uh-uh, and it's real sharp, rigid, sharp like glass. And then there's another one which I don't know the name of, but it's what is it? Bohoy, bohoy, bohoy. Ahoy, hoy! hoy. that one's more smooth but still i mean you don't want to fall on this stuff it's very sharp yeah so i i wouldn't hunt in hawaii is my point here unless i'm going with a guide and and even then i'm telling you everything was hills like i just can't imagine someone like you actually bring up a really good point though because uh
2: you know back in the day hunting was you just stay in your state most of the time and now now you really got to get ready for these hunts and train and and get physically fit right (laughs) I mean, yeah. if you're going to spend all this money to go to Colorado on an elk hunt or something, right? You want to be able to to hang with the guide and and go wherever and, and be able to to get that animal, right? Yeah. So I think that's a lot more popular. I too, I will now. say
3: these guys look like they're in pretty good shape. Oh, that's cool. You know, I mean, you live out there, you're ro- For walking sure. it every day. That and, would be uh,
2: that would be so. I mean, when you say cattle, you mean like a cow walking around, right? Like I didn't there's... see them, so I don't okay. know. But I I
3: don't know. I just know? can't
2: imagine like bo hunting. But they have of, oh, you know? they
3: have wild pigs. They have wild pigs. They also have access deer. Okay, I've heard of those before. Those are smaller ones, right? The deer are small, but he uh, he had a couple of racks in it that it were pretty nice. Pretty big, huh? They're pretty
1: big. I mean, you could tell as a you know special kind, but yeah. Um, and
3: they have like he told me that he goes to the island of Molokai for that. Okay, and I don't know if you've heard of the island of Molokai mm-hmm. way back in ancient times or whatever. That's where it was where the leper colonies were. Huh. But now, they're, you know, it's just another Hawaiian island. But he said that, I forget, the, he said you could drive across the whole island in like 10, 15 minutes or something. It's not real big. Wow. And there's 60,000 access deer on this thing. Oh, Jeez. my God. So, now, uh, what you say,
2: are those all the, the animals that you just listed, those are all that are not native to Hawaii? I don't think <clears throat> any of them are native to right? Hawaii. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. They were brought there by, you
1: know, like, well, Ship, nobody's native to Hawaii. And stuff like that, That's the thing. Know, if you if you yeah. go back to the history, it's actually quite interesting. That the at least what I picked up on, what how I understood it is that people came over. I don't know the the background of the people. Um, to he, well, before first people I'm the, talking, yeah, It's like the were, uh, Panagonians. I can't remember the yeah, something like that. They they came over on boats. They found it like kind of like the movie Moana. I think is what it really is. Honestly, <laughs> like they came over on these boats. They landed on it. They lived there for years and uh, for a long time, probably. And then eventually, another set of people came who then uh, made them slaves and, and enslaved them, took over the lands, which is the natives now of Hawaii. And over time, only in the last, I think, I don't I want to say it took 100 years for them to colonize themselves into basically those chain of islands being Hawaii, is one. Mm-hmm. country or state, whatever you want to call it at the time. More than 100 years. Was... No, nah, it, it had rule. It took 100. I remember them saying 100 years. I remember thinking only one century is how old their history is with this one. To have a king and ruling, it was only 100 years of rule. And then oh, after yeah. that, uh, the uh, U.S. came, and this is when the uh, – uh, Dole pineapple people were already on the lands and they wanted the United States to own Hawaii. There was some political stuff there so that they would get incentives and shipping and well, anyway. In long story short, they imploded basically inside out because their chain. You know, you have a child; he has to have a boy. He has to have a boy, right? That kind of like fell apart, and um, and that was that. And then obviously after, I didn't realize that United States has only owned Hawaii for. You know, not that long. Like I didn't realize it was like in the late fifties or sixties when, when they actually so took control. State. I couldn't oh, believe wow. it was that like recent. But I, I guess after World War II, it makes sense. You know, they're not going to give up that chain. Oh, All right, that's plus a, it's a doorway military. to the East.
2: You know. Oh yeah, plus military. Strategic. Yeah, you. Th-
3: I always, you know, growing up, you think, oh, they bombed Hawaii. That was. A state in the United States. It wasn't a state in the United States at the time.
1: Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't realize that. It's like they just. But it, it was. It was our American
3: fort. territory or whatever. Yeah, right. It was but, a territory, I think.
1: And but my point is, I think like you know, people get mad about this takeover of lands because there were people who protested that we ended up acquiring Hawaii from Hawaii and or joining with them. But the thing is is that if you really look at the history of anything, it's all brutal, it's all bad. I mean, let's be honest. Like even they came and took it from the people who originally were there is my point. It's right. not like and it's not like we went in there and brutally took it, you know what I mean? It was like it was a common decision. But they
3: said that when they voted for state for Statehood, 85% of the population voted for statehood.
1: Their population. And ours said no for many years. The Southern South did not want to take, they weren't part of the the original states. They said, we don't want that as a state. And I was saying in my head, like, why would you not want this place? It's amazing, you know. But I get it, you know, because to them, that you aren't the original people that were here. But no one was even original to the United States too, right? So, I mean, you can kind of look at things in different ways. Well, but. isn't that? Anyway.
2: Puerto Rico is kind of on the border right now, too, right? Well, if that's the, another one. I mean, if we're already US. a territory, you
1: might as well just take it and fix it. I mean, it. they, I they mean.
2: say Puerto Rico, and then there's something with U.S. built into the name now, sort of. So it's like it's could happen soon. You never know, yeah. right? Surprised by that one. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah.
1: But definitely not talking about the moon lanes tonight. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, I was thinking, uh, um, I saw a post online and they talked about another uh, episode of the podcast, but it was just about like what you, what you thinks the worst part of the archery industry. And I heard, I didn't get to talk in this one, so it was hard for me to sit in the sidelines and listen to these guys talking about it. Cause I was like, man, there's so many things I love to talk about, but really uh, the biggest thing for me though, and, and people still say it and I don't understand why, and is is The question was, you know, proposed what's what's the worst thing about the hunting industry right now? And not everybody, but a couple people had to say crossbows that anybody can use a crossbow. Like,
2: oh, I was on a forum or something you read?
1: Yeah, no, no, no. We saw, I saw the post on different websites. So I post on oh, our okay. websites. I thought, man, that's an interesting question to see what people's thoughts are. Um, and I just, I can't believe the crossbow one still comes up. Like, I just, I mean, obviously, it's so, so far gone. The
2: stigmatism, now. right? Is, is, if you, you as being a bow hunter, right? We're very like, very uh, stingy on our land, right? We don't want the less hunters, the better; the less people, the better, because you know you got to get in close with the animal, right? So now all of a sudden they they legalize crossbows, so then the stigmatism is okay. Now all of a sudden here comes all the gun hunters now, mm-hmm. and I don't yeah. know if I I I I haven't I see seen a big issue. influx. I haven't right? seen an issue in this scenario. I mean at all. I know some people that probably wouldn't be out hunting during archery now because they yeah. can use a crossbow, but.
1: I haven't seen that issue, number one. Number two, it's done so many great things to this industry in, in the weirdest way. Number one, it increased sales dramatically. The, the, everybody who shot a bow is like, you know what, I'm going to grab a crossbow just because maybe today it's going to pour rain and I don't want to ruin my tw- $1,200 new bow, but I'll buy this $400 crossbow right. or it's too cold or it's too hot. Whatever the scenario. For me, the biggest thing about crossbows isn't the fact that I can shoot a crossbow to kill an animal. It's that it allowed me... And a lot of people I know, to take their children out to shoot a deer for the first time. Oh, for sure. That influence in children's lives at that early age... Of seven eight six you know i mean that's a big difference between starting then and starting when they're 12 or 14 and they have to shoot a compound think of how long it's gonna take that child or, to shoot or, a deer with a, with a compound gun, ball. You know? think of how long it took us oh. to get our first deer on public land now i'm saying public you got to remember everybody not everybody owns land not everybody has land access that's important because you can't just assume oh well, kill a doe, that's no big deal. Let's go in my backyard and shoot in a right. second. Yeah, for you it is, but for majority of people, it is not. Right? Uh, we have zero access. Our I hunting was, land is luckily through people and friends. I was of friends. 18, I think, the first time I got my first doe. first deer. That's what I'm it saying. It's not as simple yeah. as people make it out. My, my thing is you don't know what other people's shoes are. So if you sat in my shoes when I was growing up, you would, you'd be lucky to get a deer yourself. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're Lee and Tiffany. I don't care who you are. Right. You would struggle the same way we struggled on state land, walking two miles to bait a spot because there was no other way to hunt it. You couldn't put food plots in. You couldn't. Right. If you didn't do bait, you'd be lucky to see a deer. I mean, lucky. You'd be like literally see a tail go by if you were lucky.
2: See, I think yeah. what you, what you
1: know? were saying, too, with the uh, with the sales,
2: it's not just people that are just coming in and just buying crossbows that are gun hunters, right? It's... People that have compound bows, like, like I own a crossbow mm-hmm. as well, right? And um, so it's the people that own bows that are also buying them as well. And, and some of the reasons why I have one is, you know, they're pretty cool, number one. Number two is is it depends on what blind I'm going to sit in, right? Some blinds aren't set up for, for a compound bow. But I can set up in a a different blind that is just set up for a gun, right? But then I can use my crossbow instead. So that's strategically, that's why I would decide, okay, today I'm going to hunt in this blind, so I'm going to take the crossbow. Tomorrow I'm going to hunt out of the stand, you know, because if it's raining, I don't want to sit out in the the rain, right? So if I'm going to go into a blind, then I probably would switch to the crossbow, you know? I,
3: I like it because it's so lethal. How many people do you know that don't practice with their bow enough and go out and hunt and wound and wound so many deer and never recover them but they go out with a crossbow and they put that deadly shot on and they able to take meat home so you know that's a good more, point. more power to them you know yeah. the same guy that's that's complaining like oh I don't want these crossbows out here you know probably wounded five deer last year and didn't find any of them you know mm-hmm. I mean I hate to say it but yeah. there's a lot of guys out there that have no problem wounding deer and say, Oh, I didn't you know, I shot another one but I didn't find well, it. Well look at I these I people out
2: it. shed hunting, right? They're not just finding sheds, they're finding deer that have been yeah. shot that haven't been found, right? So yep. Yeah. There's there's that's a negative side sometimes of, of not practicing enough, right? So it's you know, it's a lethal weapon, it's a legal way to
3: hunt, you know, and I think it opens up you know, let's face it, the sport in general of hunting. Is going down. So if yeah. this opens it up to more people to keep it going,
1: I'm I agree. i all for it. We're in a bad time right now. I don't think people realize that getting kids involved, this is the hottest time it needs to happen. In fact, this is something that we're talking about internally here a lot, just trying to figure out ways to make this happen. Um, our, you know, I'm talking to Jamie one of our plans is to engage our ambassadors to start working on this project with the BHP Kids concept. And I, I don't know what else we do. We're going to have to raise money. We're going to have to get companies involved we're gonna have to if they don't do it, it's their loss. There's not there's no way around this. That's their They're industry. Their future customers, it's their industry, you know? dude. We're a podcast, sure. we're a website, we're not that big of a deal. We're just here to help. But that's we don't make our living doing this like they do. And if you don't build these kids up now, you're not gonna have a bow to sell in five years. You know, you can pay target shooters and all these people, all oh, this is God. For all this crazy money when actually you should be investing some of that money into the growth of the industry instead, not for into sure. target shooters. No offense to target shooters. I know you guys are great and do a good job. I'm just saying you don't need $500,000. Make it 300000 is all I'm trying to say. Cut a little bit back from your budgets and put it into something like a kids' care, a kids' program. There's got to be a way to do it to strengthen it, you know. It doesn't matter who you are. You, you got to, you know, yeah, even just normal plan. hunters, right? I mean, donate to these Projects that are going to be coming up, hopefully that we come up with one we're working on. But these projects are important. Like if they're not done right, then the, the risk is too great. I oh, mean, there'll sure. be no, there'll be no future. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's just not a lot of hunting, and there's just people. Not a lot I think of... they
2: forget <laughs> that you know when when we first started out, not us personally, but humans. You know, you didn't just go over to Taco Kroger, Bell, or yeah. Kroger, or Meyer <clears> and just go ahead and just buy your food, right? Like, you actually had to go out and, and gather it and hunt it, yeah. you know, and either grow it, you know, crops. And that's how we ate. You didn't just, I mean, and, and then i Can you imagine sudden, that?
1: Can you imagine how hard that would be? Right. You have to kill an animal, skin it, for cut it up. For your family to live. Eat it. Right. You have to cook it for all the family in, in the community, whoever's in your community. Right. So the guys would go out and hunt, and train, but with the worst of tools, you know. Not, but the thing. my point here is even if you went out to hunt with your tools today, it would still not be the easiest.
2: Oh no. And
1: transition. Then, you can shoot way further than they could shoot with those tools they had, you know. But think
2: about the pressure and, and the responsibility of you going out to feed your family. Like that's I mean it yeah. was what it was. It's not now, you know, we, we we like the meat and stuff that we get, but it's if something happens and we have a bad season, we don't get a deer that year, then we just obviously you go we, to yeah. go to Meyer and go buy food, right? It's a great so, point. It's just people that are so anti-hunting. Right now, I just I think they don't. I feel really
3: sorry for those people. About it, you know, well, I just I feel think, sorry you're for him, about You one don't get the it. The biggest problem in the industry, one of the biggest problems in the industry, is hunters against hunters.
1: That is the biggest one, yeah. And, movies, and this right? is exactly at it, this it's crossbow, like, the arrow all these different I mean, issues. When the last like, thing
3: we need is to be fighting amongst each other. We got enough it's people constant. out there. It's
1: unfortunate, and I think a lot of that has to do with. Uh, uh people there's a lot of age range in hunting and I think that's one of the issues too is like you're not talking like like all of us are kind of the same age range you know but you, you get some kids in there who, who are a little bit like you know online there's like oh get rid of crossbows or get you know they don't care they know they're not gonna get in trouble for saying that you know what I mean they just love to spur it spur some sort of response and yeah. it's fine I, I get it and that's the issue with the internet though it's like that's what's gonna happen there's no way around it I mean we've never filmed a video not took in some criticism we've never, but the thing is, is for every bad thing that's ever happened to us with like, you know, posts and people commenting, there's also like another hundred that have been positive. There's right. been so many people that said to me, oh, I'm, I bought this bow now. Thanks for this video. This is great. You know, I got a chance to see it. That happens all the time. That's like nothing new. Like I see these, these comments to me all the time. And there's also other positive, keep doing what you guys are doing no one does anything like you guys. I mean, mm-hmm. these are important facts that, you know, hey are we different than everybody else and are we doing something good i think we are you know and mm-hmm. it, if we're not you know we're dedicated i think it's a different aspect that you don't see in the industry everybody's out for money and we're actually not right. i think that actually helps cuz you get more you'll get more response and people are more apt to you know you want to learn
2: view and stuff too you know exactly for sure. but
1: um anyway back to hawaii that was that was a great experience though and it, you know the, the um now the one thing i want to bring up about hawaii you about how hard it is and
3: everything. So the guy told me, he said, you got about four hours to find your deer oh. and get it skinned. Oh, really? oh think the, about none it. Of, none of this leaving it overnight or anything like uh-huh. that. If you don't get to that deer or mm-hmm. animal, whatever it may be, and he said, they skin it right there in the field because he said, you got to start getting it cooled down right away. Hmm. So yeah, they you. Get to, they get to them and they skin them out and quarter them up. It's not that
1: they're... hot though. I wouldn't say it's like Georgia. I mean, it's not well, like the South. It was the South worse. I mean, nah, but it's not like that kind no, of. They heat. have
2: they have flies. It like was Asia
1: should... but I didn't they're... feel like I never felt like. Oh my gosh, I'm so hot right now. I but in like a deer in the South, like in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> can you imagine shooting a deer? I wouldn't even find fun in that, like shooting right. the deer and have to rush. Just like when we rushed to get your deer last year when it rained, like it's just raining, it wasn't even a big of a deal. But we had because we didn't want to lose the blood. Right. But down there, you're rushing so that an alligator don't eat it or something Do else. Do they come. have
2: flies and stuff like we have here? Mm, I didn't
1: see a single bug actually. Had. I had a I lizard fall they, on my they, neck. They are. You know, there are. This a not, gecko. They're not bad,
2: wondered, but if, you know what?
3: We were, depending on the side of the island you're on, too, there's rainforest, and then the rainforest, I'm sure
1: there's bugs. I've never seen anything like Hawaii, and I know Tim has been there a long time ago, but I I, I just remember, the things I remember the most are, obviously, the villa thing we stayed in was absolutely amazing, and these beautiful wood doors, that you know, had different like apartments almost to it, but then you open these doors and there's this community area and it was awesome. So, outside like a pergola type thing, and mm-hmm. but it was all you know, enclosed and TVs, but it was beautiful. And the overlook was that you could see the ocean, it was far out, but you could see it. And then I remember the beaches like unbelievable. Like you would just be driving, and you see, all you see is lava rock, right? Just chunks of rock everywhere, nothing like I've ever seen in my life, just rock. And all of a sudden, you go down this trail and you look and there's this beautiful white beach sand like it's just like hidden like in this little and there'd be a ton of people in there you're like what the heck and there's like sea turtles just laying on the like chilling okay. black sand beaches i mean I, and yeah. then there's, I there's a green sand beach which we didn't see when we were there but uh, um, uh, my That's brother cool. and sister-in-law saw it and they said it was really cool they got to go see the lava actually pouring out which is cool that oh, was wow. a pretty big hike they did 12 mile hike for that wow. i didn't do that one i was like i was done after my <laughs> five mile adventure yeah, That's that funny. was uh,
2: they. They were pretty tired.
1: Yeah, that that would have been
2: twelve yeah. miles one way.
3: or... No, both. You okay, know, but still. Oh yeah, for sure. But like four miles and then two miles uphill. I mean, up mountain and then two miles down uh, mountain. And, and I then it I was across. Know like that one. It was across lava that was all uneven and stuff like that. And actually, definitely bring some water the, with you. We were there. Yeah. What in. Mid February is that right
1: there? February
3: first, one of the guides died out there.
1: Really, I didn't hear that. You didn't know that? No, I didn't hear. Yeah,
3: that. one of the guides who take people out there to see the lava, they had, wow. um, they had. There's this, like sulfur and stuff comes off of the volcano, mm-hmm. and, you know, and typically the wind is blowing it out to sea, but once in a while they have this thing called an inversion where it changes directions and they get. It's called, not fog, but VOG, volcanic right. fog. And apparently it's, suffocating. You, can't see, you can't see your hand in front of your face. And it's got, you know, you, it's not good air. It's oh, suffocating. Right. And he got his two people that he was guiding behind a rock, and they stayed down. I think he was trying to go for help. And, you know, they got overcome by the fumes and oh, hit man. his head and didn't make it. Did oh, the, the lava get him? No, he just had a... He just passed out? Yeah, he probably pa- well, he probably passed out from the lack of oxygen, and then hit his head and had a wow. head injury. And by the time they got to him, and he had been a guide, he was like a well-known guide, and everybody in the island. When we were there, it rained almost every day, and they said that uh, that's because that guy died, and and, oh. not, and Pele was
2: upset or upset. something. Oh. Yeah. So huh. I wonder if too, if he's been there all those years, maybe if it's just the accumulation of all that smoke over time. You know, I don't know. No, that it was. It was, <laughs> it was a this was
1: conversation sick. sucks. Let's I move know, on. I'm yeah. Sorry. yeah, yeah. Um, so you know why they call the, um, the sharp lava ah uh, ah uh,
0: right?
1: Probably because it hurts when you step on it. That's right.
3: Yeah. yeah. You
1: walk on it, you go ah 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 ah. <laughs> <laughs> Tim made a comment in the background. He said, "You know why they call it the lava ah ah ah?" He said, "Because you step on it, you go ah 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 because it's very sharp. It was no joke type lava." Yeah. Uh, but anyways, Hawaii's beautiful. If you if you're listening, haven't been there, you absolutely need to go. Um, the plane ride did suck, but we came from Detroit, so it's Detroit to Seattle to Hawaii to Hawaii to California to Detroit. So, it, but um, everything was great. Snorkeling. People were amazing. Snorkeling. snorkeling is incredible. amazing. Um, you can see some of those videos on our Experience Wild Network. I'll post some of those. But the snorkeling was absolutely incredible. Um, Snor- just a great diving with the. Uh- Oh, manta rays. Manta rays like oh, a my They go right by you. Just their mouth full open, just eating while you go right by you. They're it's like ten, They're the, ones with the Their wingspans big, like mouth. 10 feet. That's the one they, that killed that? No, that's, that's, a, stingray. that's stingray. a stingray. It looks like a stingray, but it's, right. it's, it's it's got
3: a huge mouth. And they call opens. them the gentle giants. Oh, okay. They're so cool. So cool. And usually you don't get to see them in the daytime, and they happen to be out the day we were there. So and cool. they kept swimming around us. We swam us. with them for at least a half hour. Yeah, they just kept
1: going. There's two of them. They kept going around the boat and stuff. and That's cool. Dude, it was really, really cool. But uh, well, that was probably ten of them altogether. Have you been to Hawaii, Brian? No, I've never been. You no. guys plan to go? Maybe uh, you guys talk no, it's, about
2: it? it's on the list to, to, you know, as a destination. We'll give you that
1: guy's number because that place we stayed for at sure. was great, and it was a house, and it was, you know, used, cool. it was a lot easier that way. And maybe we'll go back with you. So let me know <laughs> I would like to go back. It was <laughs> <laughs> <Tim's> like BHP. <laughs> yeah. Pictures. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, for
3: sure. Hunt. We'll go back and hunt.
1: Yeah, I ain't hunting. You can hunt. I'm not even <laughs> filming. I'm not even filming. That's how hard it would be to follow anybody up those rigid so trees. We'll go us uh, uh, on
3: uh-uh? No, what, what do
1: you call that <laughs> with
3: the um, spearfishing? I'm telling you right now. We'll go spearfishing.
1: You gave up on the five mile uphill. You're not hunting there.
3: Oh, I know that. I didn't say it me. It was
1: unbelievable terrain. Like, and it was. And here's the other thing I saw when I was walking down that hill and and on the way up, there was and you saw a little bit of this, but there was the there's these real thick bushes. And there was huge hog holes tunneling through them, through the trail, back out. And you could see where the hogs were eating on the edge. And I told uh, one of the kids I was with, him, we were com- I was just meeting him coming back. He's like a fortunate old kid. And I said, uh, he was with the, with the families we were with. I said, dude. If you fall here, or if you were to like, you know, say you died right here, or passed out, you you could possibly get pulled away by hogs. <laughs> <laughs> you would not be found if no one was walking there. I mean, there's a lot of people walk that trail, right. so you would definitely get seen. But okay. if you were there for like two nights and no one walked around, those hogs would eat you alive there. Did so, you ever? Did
3: you ever tell Shannon
1: what I saw? No, she did find out though somehow. Well, maybe mom get me in that. trouble because you. <laughs> so this guy sees a ten foot shark and doesn't tell any tell anybody. Tells me, of course. Oh, don't say anything. Don't say anything. Wait, I'm like,
2: <laughs> it was in the water. as everyone else is in the water?
3: No, 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 no. Oh, no, we fine. went when he did his hike to go snorkeling. Me and my other friend, we turned, we said we're not doing this. So we went down. There was a beach we could drive down to. It was a state park. We we just found it on a map. Said, oh, this ain't far away. Let's go there. So we go there, and as we're getting out, we're getting we're gonna go snorkeling and. This guy goes by, he goes, I wouldn't go in the water. And we're like, why? He goes, there's a shark in there. And we're like, you know, they're sharks, you know. We're like, right. well, whatever, you know, it's sharks. You know, the sharks <laughs> in the water all the time. I go, you know, I go well, how big was it? He goes, did you see Jaws? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. He goes, well, it looked like Jaws to me. I'm like, yeah, right. So we go a little farther, and there's a lady working for the state park, and she says, yeah, guys, no, we don't want anybody in the water. We got a dead dolphin over here. <laughs> and uh, washed up on shore, and we got a report of a shark. So I'm like, all right. So I go over, and I said, I'm going to go see this dolphin, and there's, like, guys from the Ocean Institute there taking measurements and trying to see what happened to this dolphin. In the meantime, all of a sudden, there's the shark about... Literally, like, 15, 20 yards offshore, this thing is at least 10 foot long. <laughs> oh it's like it's about, room, dude. It's about as wide as this table. It's, oh it's huge. It's big under, you know, this fin going by, and you could you could see the body. I'm like, holy cow. Was it a great white or was it It was either a great white or a tiger. We don't uh, know which. It was one of the that's two. That's
1: crazy. Yeah. But anyway, tell them what else happened, though, no, why, why he was out there.
3: Oh, so then we're out there. These... <laughs> There was a there was a bunch of dolphins out there, you know, and usually they say sharks don't go by dolphins, but you know this one was looking for the dead one. Apparently, it must have been able to smell it. Was anyway. Right. Anyway, this lady comes swimming. She's swimming in right
1: in line, dude. And we're, we're, right in line with the shark. Just, we're just like this.
3: You know, I'm I'm out there. I'm just taking pictures. He's got a GoPro. I've got going. a GoPro, hey, and oh, all chance. of a sudden I go, I go, hey, there's a lady swimming <laughs> out
1: there. They're like, get out of the water. She's like shark
3: yeah they're going like this giving her signals and all of a sudden you, finally <laughs> she gets it i mean dude she was going right into it she was probably, within, right she was probably so, within 20 or 30 yards of this big shark
1: she would have went right into it like right but, into
2: it okay so where does she go from here now though if
3: straight she is, shot to the shore she, oh, she was yeah,
1: the, the, she was, going, was on the shore oh she's oh, going like straight this instead of going she was she's going, 15 yards out of the shore 20 yards out oh going this okay. way going in parallel the shark. with the and the shark's sitting there 20 30 yards out just going back and forth, sort of trying around. to get to this dolphin that's oh. on the shore.
2: So then she got it, and then she came then in. Then she huh? came Dude, in. Can you but imagine you know not? what? Like, but when we went over,
3: so we go over, and we're leaving, <clears> the island, and there's, like, the local Hawaiians there, and they're like, what's the big deal? He, they're like, you guys, he goes, I don't know why they're making such a big deal. We said, he goes, we swim with these sharks all the time. He says, there's always sharks in the water. They're always here. They live there. We're just visiting. Yeah, I got a no water goes, policy in the ocean. He goes, he goes. <laughs> as long as it's not dusk or dawn and murky water, he says sharks. Leave in your blood,
1: home.
3: yeah. He said no. But there was blood. He said, the dolphin was. Done you don't in go something. in yeah. dusk and dawn, and you don't go in murky water. They said you'll you'll be fine. So you mm-hmm. can swim with them. I'm like, I ain't swimming with that dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm okay. kidding. That's a big. I wish I could have like saw him.
1: Gone. Oh man. Yeah, they're so fast. I was thinking about that while snorkeling. I was trying try to get him on, on the. go am like, I'm gonna see one just go by, and I'm gonna like get like real nervous. Well,
3: the one guy was snorkeling. The two people, the one that said, you know, it looked like Jaws. He was snorkeling, and that thing swam right under him. Yeah, I that's see. when he first saw it. He goes, "Oh my god!"
1: Yeah, it's creepy. Yeah, yeah. No, see, that would really make me nervous. If I was saw it go under me, I like. You went to like, Myrtle Beach. You know, yeah. I, I would have thought the first thing I thought of in a movie. I went movie, to Myrtle Beach in like, spring
2: break, and I just. I think I went ankle deep
1: in the ocean. That was about as far yeah, as. Yeah, that's what Michael gone. did, too, he stepped on a stingray. Remember? God, see. What's <laughs> so the, I didn't want to. That's worse. of That's I didn't that's want
3: worse. to see, didn't tell, didn't tell Shannon or Karen or oh, yeah. when we were there, because they would never even go into water again. Right. I didn't want to yeah. ruin it for everybody. Dude,
2: Fresh water. That's all I. That's my motto. Dude. I'll look at the ocean, but. No, I didn't see a shark a boat. Though. Oh, You would
3: love it I didn't shark. see a single shark but I didn't see anything that And, would hurt and me. even if you see them They're not going to attack you
1: Maybe
2: <laughs> Why didn't you go in
3: there? <laughs> if you're a surfer <laughs> You're getting <laughs> smoked
1: Do you think right? about it? People could do that every day It'd be like getting struck by lightning It's yeah, the same concept
2: you, know, a, you get those little waves Of like attacks That you most see Most attacks right? you
1: hear though What I'm suggesting is Surfers most of, and is Surfers are people Who are swimming Farther out They're not like Right on the shore They're like out 40 yards 50 yards out Going yeah, but they
3: said, they said, too, it's... But he they just said, gave us the Dust of said said Dawn rule. It's
2: no, he
1: said, don't go in when it's dark.
3: No, don't go in when it's... I'm just saying, the water we're
1: don't. in, there's a lot of people in there. Right. I don't think that's the issue. I think the issue is when you're out by yourself right. oh, swimming. Sure. you know. But I don't know. I'm not a freaking who shark knows. expert. Who you cares? Anyway. You could, get hit by light.
3: you could get hit by lightning, too, and a clear boots <laughs> guy. Lightning seems like a better
1: way to go, though. I don't know I agree. Actually, there was a guy who talked about, I don't know what I was watching, but he got hit by a shark, and he... Hit by a great white, and I don't remember. I heard this or story. He was swimming across the ocean. I think it was in Hawaii or South, uh, maybe it was South Africa. One of the two, I know they're both got shark issues. He was swimming and he got hit, and he didn't know what happened. He said it felt like someone hit him with a two by four across the back. Mm-hmm. But basically, what really happens you swim and the shark hit him, it came on like this, and his teeth marks went from here all the way down to behind his butt. That's how big the shark was. Rattled wow. him, pushed him up out of the water he went flying up out of the water it bit him and then he fell and then they somehow got him out he he lived but he he didn't die he didn't hit any major arteries somehow or any artery or you know Mm -hmm. anyway but the point was it's so powerful you know my point is you said like oh I don't know why are we talking about this this is (laughs) totally not a good area we're talking Hawaii anyway don't worry about sharks in Hawaii enjoy yourself Um, but that's your problem if you do deal with the shark I'm not dealing with it nice All right, we'll see you guys next time on the podcast. Thanks for watching, and uh, take care. We'll see you.
0: Celebrating the rich tradition of bow hunting for over 31 years, Vanguard is proud to be the official optic and hunting pack of Bowhunter Planet. T-Mobile has America's largest 5G network, fastest based on median overall combined 5G speeds according to analysis by Ookla of Speed Test Intelligence Data 5G speeds for Q4 2021. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. You know the old saying, selling like hotcakes? What does that even mean? What is a hotcake anyway? They should change it to selling like Hondas, because right now, Hondas are selling faster than ever. Probably because they're so rugged, long-lasting, and fuel efficient. And if you want one, you should get to your local Honda dealer right away. Check out the eight-passenger pilot or maybe the adventurous Passport. But you got to do it fast because Hondas are selling like, well, Hondas. New models are arriving right now. Don't wait. See your local Honda dealer today.